chance ran 63. Exciting time in the Logos and Trifiverse. <laughs> so, okay. I think I'll start this rant off with a little bit of a story. I have three daughters. My oldest daughter is 10, and my middle daughter is six, and my youngest daughter is three. My oldest daughter is very smart, very talented, and very emotionally sensitive and intuitive. She is uh, also a person who struggles by her nature to maintain a steady state of self-confidence. So I work with her to create a steady stream of tasks and goals and responsibilities to teach her the value of a consistent practice of accomplishment. You got, you got to do meaningful things to feel like your life has meaning. You know what I mean? And she's doing a great job right now. She's had a lot of starts and stops on things. One thing she has stayed dedicated to is her love of creating art. I told her when she was young that anything she practiced every day she would get better at. And that if she practiced the things she loved she could do that as her life's work. And she has consistently said that she wants to be an artist. Sometimes it's I want to be a dancer and an artist. Sometimes it's I want to have a bakery and be an artist. Sometimes it's whatever. Or sometimes it's just I want to be an artist. And when I ask her what kind of art she wants to make, she likes to draw, she likes to paint, she likes to craft, she likes to sew. She just likes to make stuff. And she has basically drawn something every day of her life since she was I don't know three, four something like that and if not making a drawing then making a craft or these kinds of things and she gives her crafts and, and art creations as gifts to the people she loves and you, the, the thing is that it's cool about that is that she has moved out of this sort of like a hat on the head, good job crayon drawing to people going, oh wow, you drew this? Did you trace it? 
No, I just drew it. <laughs> it's cool to see her developing that talent. But she hasn't applied that same consistency and discipline to some of her other projects. And right now, she's working on this goal and only a couple of few people do it every year at the school she's going to. It's called the Golden Bee. And you have to read 20 books. You have to have uh, a great... Um, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the like a honor, honor grade or whatever civics grades, whatever it is, the, the participation or the behavior. You gotta have a good, you gotta have perfect behavior. You gotta get a certain percentage on your tests. You gotta be able to complete two track and field events in an event. And the list goes on. And it's basically a list of asking kids in this school, okay, which one of you can show that you can behave in a way that is productive in your community, can exercise consistently and rise to the task to perform and have the courage to do that in front of other people and can take the time to invest in development of the mind through reading and etc. A certain amount of service and stuff too. And so my daughter, my eldest daughter, she decided she wanted to do this and my wife and I wanted to make sure that she was going to go for this because it's a lofty goal and it's a lot of following a lot of things through to completion. So we just really had a frank conversation with her about look the reality is buddy you haven't had a history of dedicating yourself to a lot of projects like this it's going to be hard are you sure you want to do this are you sure you want to commit because if you commit then you're making a promise to yourself that you're going to do this and you know after some some tearful moments and some sort of uh, wisdom to ponder she decided she really did want to commit and she's going for it okay so cut to my six-year-old She's very competitive. And she's a lot like me. Uh, she's more on the um, sort of uh, neuroatypical side. <laughs> she, uh, she's a bit like, kind of got an interesting mind. But where my oldest daughter has more of a emotional bent to her intelligence. She's book smart and everything. She's great at math and reading, but 
my middle daughter is like a she has a firecracker mind it's very explosive but it's sharp uh, and it's reflected in the way she moves and in the, just the intensity of the way she does stuff and my daughters like to race the 10 year old and the 6 year old and my 6 year old almost always loses and, and every time she does she's furious about it and it's the same way with games she's been asking me to play a lot more board games and things like that and I don't let her win I beat her as harshly as I can <laughs> but I teach her how to play I tell her uh, little tips and tricks that she's playing to think about things differently and she remembers things just as sharply as she sort of is in the moment she's got a very strong memory and <laughs> she's, she just she wants to win everything so bad and we played a game last night I think it was just trouble Trolls World Tour trouble <laughs> and <clears throat> uh, that game has a lot more to do with luck than it does with skill but I ended up beating her and she was mad stomped off and, <laughs> and just basically went to bed waiting for me. And when I got there, she was having an attitude, so I decided to just have a sportsmanship talk with her. And I just framed it in a way where I was like, look, you, of course I won. I deserve to win. I'm better. And of course I would be better. I'm almost 30 years older than you. I've, I have jobs. I've I'm married, I have a wife, I have children, I know how to drive, I can write, I can, you know, uh, do algebra, I have lived a whole life. Of course I know more, of course I've played more games, of course I'm going to always beat you until you figure it out. Getting mad about it. It's just a sign that you want to win. It's not something that you have to just live in. And so, if you really want to do something, you got to practice it to get better at it. And you got to think about why things happen. And she was like, Dad, all right, whatever. <laughs> I said, no, not whatever. Don't get mad at reality. Just get great enough to beat it <laughs> and then I just walked out of the room and she went to bed and this morning at 5.55 she gets out of bed she's like dad what game do you think I should be playing by myself to practice because I told her if she wanted to get better and she had nobody to play with to play against herself I was like well how about Settlers of Catan she's like yeah okay and she, <laughs> she went and got it set up and started playing one-on-one -on -one versus herself. And then she had beaten herself. And then I went and asked her to try to understand why the other character that she was playing lost and what she could have done differently to win. And then I told her I loved her and walked out of the door. 
on my way to work. So the point of all that is, I think threefold is how deep I'll go. Number one, and this is a point that I try to instill in a lot of different ways through a lot of different messages I just launch out there into the world, but planting seeds is important for the growth of trees. You know what I mean? Uh, when you have a conversation with somebody, you're sort of trying to find out where they are speaking and then speak to that to the best of your ability. And if you have the opportunity to plant a seed to a higher level that you can see, you plant it. And you hope that they would do the same for you because you might not understand it in the moment, but as your understanding grows, that little seed of advice or wisdom uh, grows into something a lot more valuable because it's one of the first thoughts you're going to have upon making the realization that you're moving in a different direction now and you need to have some new rules to operate in a new paradigm. You should plant those seeds if you, if you can see the path. And if you can just do it subtly and leave it there for them, then you won't have to argue. That's the best way I have figured out to just make a little nudge. So that's one. Number two is... People have different reasons... for wanting something more than they have. But everybody wants something more than they have. If you can help them get clear on what those things are and help them move towards them, that's unlocking a lot of power into the world. And that's, a, you know, every parent sees this. That's why parents love their kids so much, or at least one of the big reasons is because when you, when you look at your kid and you see them behaving in a certain way, you go, oh, well, I know this behavior because it's in me or it's in the person who I made you with. Or it's some new combination. But either way, I see a lot of me and you and I think I understand how to help guide you. <laughs> and you say something to them. And then ten years later, you see it finally click and then do exactly what you told them to do. And you go, well, I'll be damned. It actually worked. Sometimes it's ten years. Sometimes it's ten months or ten days or ten minutes. But any which way it goes, it's a marvelous thing to watch your child implement a distilled piece of wisdom from a life lesson that was hard won for you and just instantly clicks into their paradigm. And that's what I like to do. I like to do that for folks. I mean, I'm not a perfect guy or anything, but I think I have a lot to offer, and I want to offer it. I like to help. 
Boy, this really is a rant today. <laughs> All right, for those of you who have hung in this long, here's the here's the upcoming agenda for me. I have a a ghost writing project I'm working on, and I'm gonna deliver that ASAP. really excited about that project this has been a really cool uh, experience so far and I'm looking forward to fleshing that out more and I am going to take a break from the Twitter world and the uh, Logo Centrifugal podcast to focus on getting that done and then focus on creating and publishing version 2 of Uncommon Mentality and I don't want to give too much away but this book is going to combine what was great about version one with a whole lot more in the way of <laughs> I, I don't even want to tell you okay I'm just gonna I'm gonna cause you to think in some different ways if you want to play the game just a game to play, but, you know, it's a cool game, and I'm really excited and honored to be able to be dedicating my time to this project, and the thing is, you know, my wife the other day caused me to think about myself in a way I had been uh, blinding myself to. Um, it's just been uh, like a, hu a humbling couple of days. reason for that is because, uh, you know, I'm having one of these uh, moments in life where you, you start building up momentum in directions, you know, because you think it's a good idea. And you think you're, you have like a good sort of direction. And it's true, but at the same time, uh, you, 
there are deficiencies in the way that you're looking at the world all the time and uh, as you as you reach certain thresholds you stress test different ones and so uh, you know I started this podcast as a way to try to find a better way to connect with the world and offer what I had to offer And it's worked pretty good. Um, but my my wife asked me, "Why do you uh, why do you always think that successful people are autistic?" And you know, at first I was like, "I don't," but then I just I, I stopped to think, and I I asked her, "Does it seem like I do?" She said, "Yes." And I just thought about it. And, and when I was honest with myself, that was the case. And I thought about why. And the thing that came to mind was... I said... I guess I'm just looking for myself and other people. And that was one of those... Th- moments where it just uh, it's like in a movie you know where um, the character will be suddenly made privy to a piece of information which changes everything and they'll sort of like uh, freeze in the moment and the camera will often pan in and the bass will go you sort of get that gut, uh, you know, gut vibrating bass drop realization sense. Uh, it's sort of like that, you know, where you go, oh man. Once I accept this truth, I have to walk where it leads me. So that's what I sat there thinking about. That's sort of an ugly behavior, I felt like, I still feel like, you know. And as I'm... sort of thinking about these things I've come to inspect some of the influences I've allowed myself to be caught up with in you know some of these tides of uh, energy grassroots stuff and manipulation and all this kind of stuff politics thing is when I look at myself in that regard 
I realized that that's not, um, that's not good. And I've been trending in a direction in my life and on the podcast and in different ways to sort of return back to to living my life uh, with love and generosity more central I guess what I'm trying to say is I I think sometimes the path to the next level is realizing you've been a sucker on this one. <laughs> That's what I feel like right now. Even though I knew it. You know, even though I knew that uh, how it was going to go if I wasn't careful. And even though I had friends say, hey man, you know, you better... Better be careful how you approach some of these things. They can burn a lot of people out. But you see, just like my daughter had to learn how to take her anger at getting played (laughs) and channel it into practicing and dedicating yourself to being able to win and just like my advice to my eldest daughter to practice what she knows she wants you gotta know what you want got to practice those things and I know what I want to do I might not know the exact paths to everywhere but I know what kind of man I want to be and what kind of example I want to set and that's part of the reason I'm taking a break too because if I'm honest with myself to be honest in both directions. The truth is I've been offering a lot of value to a lot of people. But the second truth is that I need to be more authentic with my heart and to stop letting myself get spirited away by things that aren't important to me personally and my mission and what I am here to do.
so I'm writing a book and then I'm writing another book and then I'm coming back as a man on a mission.